Hello, everybody. DM Seth here alongside Connor. Hello. Adam. Hello. And Jacob again. Hello. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Choir, Connor, third part harmony. Let's go. Oh. Let's, drop our, our, let's drop our unedited <laughs> musical skills. Huh? Let, no, nobody wants that. Nobody's listening to those musicals. Please listen to the musicals, though. They're good. I swear they're auto tune. <laughs> At least my parts. At least my parts. Um, but hello, everybody. Uh, it's, a, it's another beautiful day, and it's another magical day because we're still in Jadu. Ninja do stuff. Uh, but you know what else is magical for our little intro today? Cheese. Uh, I was actually just talking with the guys about cheese, and I just thought about this 10 seconds ago because I was like, I want to talk about cheese because I just had um, my bachelor party just recently, and of course these guys are in my wedding party. I mean, come on. Their D&D party is you know more of a commitment than a wedding party, so they're going to meet the bar for that. Um <laughs> But uh, Jacob planned it. He's my best man, of course, hey. uh, being my brother and all. There you go. But um, Can't escape that one. Sorry, man. He planned a cottage weekend for me, uh, and there was this huge surprise and stuff. But the biggest surprise of all was that he made this like kick-ass charcuterie board with all these types mm. of cheeses, and it was amazing. Um, so first off, before we get into some cool cheese facts I just Googled, <laughs> What's your favorite cheese, guys? Jacob, you go first. Oh, um, I really like uh, blue cheese a lot. I think oh. I like the flavor is just—it's like nothing else, and I think it—it's it, just a great spread to put on on things, in my opinion. And I like it on burgers and stuff like that. It's just the taste is so in your face and. Like, look, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like olives. I don't, I don't like even like, I'm not a huge fan of even like peppers and stuff like that. Not that those are bold flavors, but you know, noticeable flavors. But like, I don't know, blue cheese just does it for me. Oh yeah, it is it's, good. it's. There was blue cheese at the at the party too, and I am half mold now. In in my stomach, probably. I still uh, remember Seth when we caught you eating it. At like two in the morning, like sitting <laughs> beside the fridge. That was no crackers, no nothing. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just hunched over in the corner like Gollum, and just like, <laughs> it's my weekend. It's and me, the light it's was me. flickering. Yeah, the light was flickering. Which there was no reason for that, but yeah. It was. <laughs> uh, what about you, Connor? What's your favorite type of cheese? Ooh, um, you know, I was I was thinking about it a lot. I was really glad you didn't make me go first. Um. Cause like I had to th- really think about it, and I I mean I love a good brie, like especially like a melted brie with like some red pepper jelly or something like that. It's always really good. But I think actually like my favorite in that I would have I would eat it like daily, is like an old English cheddar. It's just like I I love that strong uh, cheddar flavor, and like the old English cheddar, it's like it's like the the stinky white block it's not the it's not like the the yellow cheddar that you'd normally see in a grocery store and it's just like i just eat it every day it's so good yeah uh no comments i mean i mean you've left me speechless you've left me speechless well you did like the cheddar i brought so um that was that smoked cheddar oh Oh, my gosh and then that like wine soaked cheddar yeah man both of those were (laughs) so good i just want to be a food podcast 
Oh, like, no, let's like, do it. <laughs> all you would hear is just us eating food and then just like mouth smacks. Uh, oh, <laughs> for it's two a, hours. It's a double. It's it's a food review and ASMR podcast. There you go. It is not fun to hear someone eat cheese though. It's like. Yeah, I and also ASMR doesn't do it for me. It just it, it like I know people like the tingles you get. For me, it's just like nails on a chalkboard. I hate it. Um, it's like get out, get away from my ear. I don't like when someone's reading over my shoulder. It's like yeah, can yeah. You just like not be behind my ear space, please. I guess it's probably. I, I assume it's an acquired taste because I don't have it acquired. Uh, but Adam, favorite cheese. So I'm French Canadian, so we take great pride in authentic cheese. So craft <laughs> singles for sure. I mean, that's the only way to go. With the, the, no, just kidding. Um, so actually, this is a bit of a nostalgic thing for me because we used to always go to this cheese factory that my dad used to work at whenever we visit his hometown. It's like, you know, those cheese curds in a bag. Those things are like so good. It's basically like the rawest leftover kind of form of cheese before it's been kind of... I'm probably explaining this wrong, but kind of diversified into the different kinds of cheeses that it has. Um, yeah, it's kind of like wet, kind of rubbery, but like so flavorful and so good. And just kind of reminds me of going up to visit family. So, yeah, I got that one. If anybody's had like a, a real authentic poutine before, it oh, uses yeah. cheese curds. It's not it's not shredded mozzarella or any, a shredded regular marble or cheddar. Like it's it's cheese curds. That's a Canadian yeah. thing, poutines. I think a lot of Americans don't know what that is, but yeah, man, great. the put. I went to I, I forget the name of it, but I went to a poutine restaurant when I was in Montreal, and oh. uh, it was like, like I, I like poutine even like shitty kinds <laughs> like, like, i don't care what i'm doing to my body with all that gravy but <laughs> hold on hold on i need to cl- clear can i have a clarifying question from everybody and let's just make sure we're all on the same page here when you're constructing a poutine what what order does the, do the toppings go fries cheese curds gravy the gravy has yeah. to be hot enough to melt the cheese into the fries yeah exactly Exactly. I I did go to a restaurant once where they did fries, gravy, and then they sprinkled shredded cheese on top. And I just looked at them and was like, "What? What?" The I've fuck seen is this? some people do that. <laughs> I swear doing? it's it's they're trying to get away with using like less cheese or something. I, I've seen some places do it. I also think I'm struck by how much the cheeses we like also reflect our personalities. Connor, it's like very bland. Jacob, like very what? stinky in your face, <laughs> and then me, just like. <laughs> Authentic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely authentic French Canadian. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how much do I want to twist this blade? But uh, I'll just let, I'll let the joke end. Although up. while we've been talking, I did take a BuzzFeed cheese quiz on what cheese I am, and I got American cheese. Woof. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> well, get it, get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, a lot. Wait, is American cheese just is? It's just like sliced, like it's sliced cheddar, kind of, sliced yeah. cheddar. Yeah. Um. My my favorite. I really like brie. I but I, I would agree with Jacob. I really like blue cheese, uh, and I also like Swiss because it, you can use it as a mask. But last thing I'll say before we get into the episode and we're done with the cheese, <laughs> I, I did find this little tidbit of information which I thought was interesting, which relates to blue cheese. According to ancient cheese legend, <laughs> uh, this sounds like a campaign hook, but uh, blue cheese was invented when a young boy was eating a sandwich near a cave 
uh, and then he spotted a, a pretty girl walking by, and he abandoned his lunch to pursue her. When he returned a few days later, the sandwich was covered with mold, but he still ate it. And apparently the rest is history, and that's how blue cheese came to be. I mean, I believe it. That's basically how we got penicillin, so... I feel like the cheese wouldn't have molded like that that quickly, but it's a good story. Well, in a cave, like it has to be damp, dark, not exposed to the sun. Yeah. You know, there are some of the essential ingredients that. Did need you to guys know that, like, you know, in fridges that, like, on the door, there's usually that like little pocket near the top of the door where it's like a latch where people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's explicitly for cheese, eh? I don't know if you know that. Oh, like, I thought it was expl- butter. Yeah, I thought it was butter too. I'm I'm almost certain it's explicitly for cheese, because uh, it because it closes, it creates like the exact temperature to stay mm. like to like make sure the cheese ideal stays for in, yeah ideal. I I could be wrong, and you're just who people are willing to call me out, but like I did hear that <laughs> one time, I believe because tweet, because he, tweet at Jacob pictures of your fridge. <laughs> so you can get a consensus of what people are using in that little cupboard space near the top. Because you can uh, uh, make your own cheese fairly easily, actually. And um, that's that's the place to do it, to let it uh, let it form, I, I suppose. Damn. Interesting. Well, I want cheese. I was going to say, how do, you, how do you segue this, Seth? <laughs> I was curious. And you know what my favorite type of cheese is, actually? I'm retconning it all. My favorite type of cheese is a recap. All right. So, nice. <laughs> recap. Uh, there's 2,000 types of cheese. There's got to be one that's like closely named that. Somebody look up that pun for me. Recap uh, okay. cheese. Ricotta? Okay. <laughs> recap. Last time, the party was still split, and we started with Darian. Darian, you were still getting pursued by the masked uh, figure, Patricia, potentially. Um, and they were chasing you through uh, the Wonderworks uh, workshop, but you swiftly escaped, hitched a ride on a broom with a Bullywug family to the St. Alexandre Dumas Academy. Um, and you went there, you landed, and you snuck your way into a huge stadium just to the side of it where a pyre pitch game is going on. Pyre pitch being the sport that Bradley is always dressed for because wetsuits is the gear you wear when playing. Um, you snuck your way in and was trying to be stealthy, getting away from the masked individual, uh, but still they found their way there. But you snuck as the, the masked individual walked forward. They instantly felt as though they needed to do something, it seemed. They, they, their interest got picked up. Instead of searching, they quickly rushed into the school and you stealthily followed them in. Norman, you were in the painted world and you met a painted bullywug wizard way back uh, in time. Um, well, they're, they're depicting a character from way back in time named Pyro. Um, and they, uh, you persuaded them to guide you through the painted world from painting to painting, from diorama to diorama, learning a little bit along the way. You went to uh, the building construction time of the St. Alexandre uh, school. Uh, you saw the beyond crystal, this crystal, this vessel that basically everyone who dies or is old on um, 
uh, Jadu goes into the tr- the crystal, hopefully as like it's kind of like an arc to guide them to someplace else other than the deep. Royce didn't really like that too much inside you. And then at the last one, you saw an old Wesnian house uh, of, uh, in the countryside where you met a young version of uh, Verulius Dumas, the king's brother, Victor. And you convinced him to take you to go see the king, the real one. So now he's acting as your guide through the painted world. But as you were walking back, he was taking you through a hidden way in the school painting diorama. And there you saw through one of the portrait paintings, too small enough for you to fit through, but you could see through uh, into the real world, seeing the masked individual talking potentially to Lou Blonger. And you also saw Darian creeping up behind in this corridor. It's like an L-shaped corridor where on one end they're talking against the wall and Connor's heading down the other side. But that's where you guys stopped. And where we're going to start this episode is conveniently also with Zippy. <gasps> Zippy, buckle Good up. Good luck, man. <laughs> because last episode, you started a war. You took your druid army of 150 <laughs> strong and charged the the farmland and the farmhouse and the barns blazing your way through the through the the fields you fought back it, it, fireballs were being uh, flown water, you were countering it with water you shot a beaver like a gun uh, <laughs> and all this craziness ensued and ultimately your final plan was to send these piranhas swimming through this controlled water that you were using towards the giant the large farmer bullywug with this like handlebar whiskers uh, and this big straw hat and large um, overalls. You were sending it to them, this wave of piranhas, as you also zipped behind them, teleported behind them with your dagger that you used on Carmine all the way back. And you were just about to stab it in them. But you didn't succeed on that check. <laughs> and we never got the resolution. Until now. Zippy. You were going to stab. Your dagger was just about to touch their overalls and pierce through. And everything goes black. <gasps> and your eyes are slowly opening up. Oh god, I thought I was dead. <laughs> And you feel as though you have a huge headache and your eyes are slowly like fluttering as you, your vision refocuses and you can see the farmer is still in front of you, your dagger on the floor, it didn't go through and the dagger looks much larger than you recall. And the farmer in front of you is is standing, towering over you, even more so than before. And you go to, like, stand yourself up. But you quickly look and see that the swarm of piranhas that were, like, flowing towards him have fallen to the floor. And they're slowly morphing. And you notice now... There's this yellow gas emanating from their overalls. And you can see some berries poking through the pockets that he's crushing up with his hands. And you look at your arms and see feathers. 
and that piranhas are morphing into chickens. And you're a chicken. This gas that is being expelled from the farmer is stretching through, and you just hear him say, Use the berries! And you see all the other wizards that are still standing are crushing berries, and this yellow gas is emanating through. The entire druid army is is that was like even struggling before that got uh, hit with his over his overall snap, uh, dominate beast move. Uh, even those people in the back, they're all kind of forcibly morphing into chickens. It's as if everybody's wild shaping, but not at their will, into chickens. What do you want to do? And this is a form of like wild shape? It seems to be, and you can feel it is. So, so, and I can't undo my own, the, the wild shape I'm in? Instinctually, you'd most likely try that first, but you notice that you can't, you can't wild shape out of it. You can't, it seems as though you're like stuck. It's almost like a form of polymorph, but uh, you feel as though you're stuck and can't get out of your chicken form. <sighs> what the cluck, Seth? Oh my God. <laughs> you didn't see that one coming, did you? Oh, by the way, I've sent you your new stats. <laughs> no. Seth, I want to see these stats. Make them available to everyone. Put them on the Discord. They, it, just, just Google chicken. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. But Zippy, what do you want to do? Look at my chicken stats first. Chickens are largely (laughs) non-threatening. Excuse me? Um, They can successfully adapt to a feral lifestyle, though, if removed from domestication. (laughs) Well, that's good. (laughs) Um, So everyone's just turning into chickens, like, as far as I can see. Like, the entire 150 people. Yeah, everybody is turning into chickens. And I can't wild shape in, into a new form. You feel as though it's blocked. Oh, I, I did not see this coming. <laughs> I was expecting like to be like pinned, captured, you know, but this is probably worse than I could have ever dreamed of. Um, hmm. Okay. Seth, I want to, like, I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm a chicken now. My dagger's beside me. Everything's basically turned to shit. This whole plan, because this farmer, um, DM, I'm going to drop beside me, make it look like I accidentally dropped an ammo pill, specifically the one that I took from Apophis, but then also one of the old pamphlets I have for when I was first getting recruited. And I'm hoping maybe this person, you know, the farmer may respect that or it, it'll, something will happen. You drop a bullet pill, a bright blue bullet pill and your ammo CEO welcome pamphlet because everyone at every level is a CEO of something. <laughs> Um, <laughs> of course I was important damn it and I traded it for this <laughs> and you hear the farmer just also barking out orders get every chicken and start filing them into the barn and 
Wait. Whoa, drop something, did we? I love looting. And he bends down and he picks up the pamphlet and the bullet pill in, in uh, each hand. And he looks at you and he's like, oh, a little upset there, rabbit, that I have your stuff. That's what you get. And he's like looking at the pill and he's sniffing it a little. And he's like, and he's looking at the pamphlet and let me roll. What is this? Ammo? I've never heard of this. Shit. Were you, were you coming to sell something? Is that? And then you decided to turn all my animals against me? Well, whatever. And he puts the pamphlet in his back pocket and the pill in another pocket of his overalls in the front. He's like, you are going in the barn too. And he reaches to grab you. Make a dexterity saving throw. With my chicken stats. <laughs> By the way, a chicken gets plus zero on dexterity. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but I did roll a 15. You, he reaches and you go jumping and you slide through the the uh, the banister on the porch and you jump and evade him as he lunges down he's like <laughs> well you can't outrun me chicken <laughs> and he starts slowly coming down the porch you can see in the field there's the house to your right in front of you a little ways is this large red barn and you can see a lot of other wizards that you knocked down previously are getting up from the dirt and starting to like corral all the chickens. They're starting to form like a circle, uh, corralling the chickens into the barn. And you're just outside the circle. Was this was this chicken thing like a radius thing? Like how far does this chick did this spell go? You can see that a lot of the other wizards crushed berries as well and you can see clouds around all of them and it's kind of just filling the air and sorry we're, we're corralled now and we're just being ushered to the farm you're just outside the corralling but a, a wizard is coming to make you go into line with all of them uh, I try to run away <laughs> I run <laughs> a wizard is coming to get you please make another dexterity saving throw that's a four you get grabbed by the neck squawking and they lift you up and say you shall not have put up the fight this is very bad for you and they drag and throw you into the pit with all the other chickens you're all surrounded crowded in as you're moving closer like just in this crowd of chickens towards this entrance in the barn you are getting pushed left and right as all the wizards are laughing and you can hear the farmer in the background just yell put them in the cage the big one i want to do this all at once and as you're getting into the barn you can see it's kind of like a horse barn there's stables on the left and right and a center walkway into the back but in each stable is kind of like lots of very sharp, menacing 
butcher knives and tools and like stirrups to to tie animals down or leash them in there as they harvest. And you can see in the back there's this large metal cage with a large machine in the ceiling within it. You are all getting filed in and pushed and and prodded and you're almost getting funneled through this gate entrance way into this essentially like prison cell that stretches all the way to the ceiling. Is there anything else you want to do before you get pushed in? Wow. I can't believe this. Oh my god. I really hate this. (laughs) I love this so much. I was about to say walkie-talkie but you can't even do that. I know, I can't even say anything. How far away am I from the cage? 15 feet now, and you're getting pushed further and further. Some chickens are actually already in the cage. And what does this room look like? Can I roll for perception or something? Uh, no need, you can get the surroundings. Essentially you have stables to your left, stables to your right. They're kind of like individual cells almost to harvest. Uh, there's a large tall ceiling that stretches about 35 feet. Um, and you can see there's kind of just above the cells, like 20 feet above, there's ladders that go up to the second floor where there's kind of like storage and some hay bales and stuff like that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, Seth, I want to try to use my, my circle powers if I can in hidden paths out of this barn. I don't know if that counts as a magic spell or if it's just innate within my ability, but I want to... I, I can't go in that cage. Where do you want to hit and pass up to? Is there... There has to be a window out of here, like, that I can just, like, focus and just teleport out of there. I will have you roll. Since you're in a panic, you're getting pushed around from all the chickens around you. You're not sure if you can aim it correctly or if you can see a, a great exit. Even if it just means going, like, because it's, I don't know if I, I don't necessarily have to see. Yeah, you're having trouble seeing a window. I will have you roll perception. And if you roll well on perception, I'll give it to you. I rolled a five. You're looking and, and you just try to you, you can't see a window, you can't see an exit. You try anyways. And you feel a little door open like you did when you first used it, the hidden paths. It's like there's like a hazy door, just like a misty form like you'd see uh, looking over a road on a hot day, kind of that heat wave. And you go through it, but you, oof, you hit your head on the wall and you see a wizard instantly lunges for you. It's like, magic chicken. I I try again. I try again. (laughs) I could do this up to five times. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Roll. I will short teleport all around this barn because that's a freaking 19, Seth. (laughs) You zip out of their hand but you land up on the second balcony on the opposite side and all the guards instantly look and they're like, wait, get him, the chicken! One more time, Seth, I do it again! (laughs) (laughs) 
I need to get out of this. Perception again. That's a 16, Seth. You're out. And you're at the entrance of the barn. All the guards are behind you in the barn, or all the active ones. But you look and you zip and you're at the entrance to the barn. And all the guards turn around. They're like, chicken! And you look forward. And about 10 feet in front of you is the farmer slowly walking in with this large pitchfork that they have slung over their shoulder as they're walking in and they see you. One more time? Yeah. Go for it. That was a two. You zip to the side. You're trying to go around the barn, but you zip there and you're immediately at the feet of uh, three other wizard guards that are coming in, uh, three other wizard farmers that were coming around the corner and they're right in front of you and they're looking at you and they're like, Chicken? One more. My last one. But... But Seth, what I, what I do want to do is I want to... I want to teleport in to the cage uh, because even if I did teleport how many feet away that would be my last one and they would just chase me anyways but if I teleport <clears throat> into the cage you know at least they're, they're, we'll distract them enough them looking for some escape chicken out there but in reality he's already in the cage and it might it might help out in the long run, maybe, but th that's my last teleport. It's going to be to go into that cage. Okay. At least try. I will have you roll perception again, just to see if you have a sense of your your surroundings to, to aim it correctly. Uh, I rolled a 15 on that. You teleport. And you're in the cage. And you hear the farmer go, Don't let that chicken leave! Everyone! Hey, you, you, you! Go look for him! Couldn't have gone far. You see, about 70% of the guards in the barn rush out to try and find you as you sneakily teleported back in. There's still about 10 wizards in the barn. And the farmer yells at them, Start it up! And leave it on a little longer than usual. I want them to feel the pain. And the farmer turns around and is walking around the side of the barn. You see the gate closes in the cage. And you're packed. It's fully packed the floor with all these chickens. It's about a 20-foot square. And you can see the wizards, their hands glowing with arcanic magic, reach up to the sky. And you look up and see this brutalistic buzzsaw ceiling with multiple blades. Starts gaining power and speed. And then starts lowering towards all the chickens 
you hear the druids next to you going like, Zippy, Zippy, what do we do? No, I don't want to do this. I don't want to get cut up. Seth, I am in a bad position here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And so, the only way I know how to get out of the wild shape form, because this sounds like I've already lost a finger. I don't want to potentially lose more or even worse. Um, I want to find, I want to, like, squawk as loud as I can. And, and... I try to usher the chickens uh, to to peck me somehow. I'm gonna start trying to peck myself and squawk and tell them and usher them to hit hit me. And it's gonna it's gonna hurt if if they do it. But as as I said before, I I can't let these druids like I I, I can't. Like, if anyone's gonna get hurt in this, it has to... It, I only want it to be me. And so... Like, bring bring it on, DM. Call to your people. Squ- squawk! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know! <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I'm terrified. Do they understand <laughs> oh you? Oh, God. All the chickens understand and can speak to one another. Everyone! I can't let you go down this path. I can maybe get us out, but you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to attack me. We gotta do it quick. It may or may not work. I don't know how this spell works, but if if there's a chance, it has to be me. I know it's scary and look, I've, I've already failed you, but I gotta try this, make it up to you. I'm sorry, but please. Please take out your frustration, all on me. Every, 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 every bit of frustration, all, all your pain, just put it on me. But I only have like 10 HP, so not too much. <laughs> Don't go crazy. Uh, but Zippy, but Zippy, you're our leader. What if it doesn't work? We need this you. This is what a leader does. And who cares if it doesn't work? If it's a chance that I can save even any of you, I gotta take it. So no more, no more fighting. Just do it now. We, we now can't. do it now. We can't. Peck me now. And you see, one of the chickens goes up and says, "Zippy, I hope you're right." And they peck you, and it hurts. One damage. And you see another one coming up beside. It's like, we have to do something. Zippy, help us! And they peck you. One damage. And you see all of them slowly are circling around you. Just one damage. One damage. And you just hear them all go, What are we? Druids! What do we want? Freedom! And 
they just all go pecking at you. And you're and you're just feeling the pain as your body's getting plucked away by your brethren. You feel your HP one 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 as you're heading towards zero. And you start feeling like you're fading. You don't feel like you're leaving your wild shape form. And you feel like you're going unconscious. You're slowly, you're on the floor now. You're looking up and all you see are just and the buzz saws slowly descending as you're staring up to them. But you hear ding, 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 a bouncing as your eyes are fading and you look and you're looking through the chickens and you see walking and hopping up forward through the chickens looking down at you as you're slowly going unconscious you see the black bunny just hopping and you're just fading out I kind of reach out to it with my last little little uh, wing you're reaching with your wing and they give a fist pump in the air with one hand and reach out to grab your wing with the other as you go to black. Zippy, you're blacked out and you feel the cool water of the Black Sea on your back and you see the dream tree in the distance and you stand up and you're in zippy form and you sit up and stand on the sea and you see standing on the sea as well in front of you about 10 feet is the black bunny hopping and is, has his hands out flat, like in front of him with his palms facing up. And he's like trying to show you like mimic me. And he's like moving his hands up and then pushing his hands down. It's like he's like lifting a box and then pushing a box down. And he's like doing this motion. Uh, I, I, I shake my head because I'm like trying to even process what's going on right now. Um... I'm like, I, I say and said, you know, who are you? What are you? It shakes its head and it looks frustrated and it kind of shrugs like, like, but he, yeah, he, he does the move. He's like up, down, very flowy, very rhythmic. Zippy looks at his hands and he, he feels like this is what he needs to do in this moment, even even though he doesn't understand it. And so, yeah, he starts lifting up his hands and then pushing down. As you lift up, for the first time, you notice the water in front of you lifts slightly and then falls. And as you push down, it divots ever so slightly, like a drop in a puddle. And it's like nodding its head up, down, up, down. 
uh, and and I I I keep doing it. I I I I is Zippy feeling power coming from his hands, or or is this? You you don't feel anything yet, but you notice the waves were reacting to it. Then I I move up closer beside the black bunny, like almost shoulder to shoulder, and I try to even better um, mimic the moves. You start lifting when they lift, and dropping when they drop, and lifting and lifting and dropping and dropping, up, down, up, down, and you see the waves, the waves beneath you kind of slowly starting to divot and rise, divot, rise, and divot, and you see they're going up, down, say it with me, up, up, down, down, up, up, down, up, down, up, down, down. and you see the waves are rising, falling, rising, falling, you are controlling the sea in front of you, and then as you push down, you see, it starts like forming a bubble, it's like the ground beneath you is like concave, and the waves are like forming a bubble, around you and them, you're surrounded by the black sea in this space as the bubble. And then it just grabs your wrists and then claps your hands together. And you are snapped back into the cage in zippy form. And you see a bubble of this magical like white energy is like a thin film of bubble is emanating from you. You see it emanates and the buzzsaw is slowly coming down but the the bubble encompasses it. It encompasses the whole barn. It's a quite wide bubble that you've caused and all the chickens are looking like as you slowly start levitating off the ground slightly. (laughs) Yo, what the fuck? Remember (laughs) how every time you've been in a dream space, you've kind of been able to do what you want? Well, you can now bring that dream, a piece of it, into reality. Let's go! (laughs) (laughs) Yo! Baby. What would you like to do? I want to take this time to tell Zippy that he's like my best friend and <laughs> that I've never not liked him in any way. <laughs> all right. Well, first of all, let's throw out this little chainsaw mechanism and either just just crush it and just throw it outside the, the barn. You raise your hand and act as if you're crushing the machine and you can hear it just It slams into itself into a crumpled mess. And and with that, I want to rip it out from its its crane or whatever it's attached to and throw it out the entrance of the the barn. Not hitting any any of the the wizards for now, but in an attempt to frighten them. You throw it out and it goes flying and lands outside and explodes. And now, with their weakened wills, 
I turn them into chickens. And I turn my druids not into chickens, whatever they want to be, you know, whatever they were. Please roll Arcana. Yo, don't don't ever underestimate a druid. Especially one as pissed off and determined as Zippy Westboro. That's a freaking 18 plus zero. <laughs> you see the guards are just shocked as you're flying in the air doing unbelievable things and you see the guards out front just like start their arms go into their body into their side until only their forearms are sticking out and their legs shrink into their torso and they become chickens as all the druids around you morph 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 back into their regular forms. They look up and they're like, Zippy, how? <laughs> I don't even know, so I'm going to pretend like I'm confident and I can't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> don't ask me. <laughs> don't ask me. Um, I, I usher them to follow me and we move out slightly outside that door because I know there's a perimeter of this bubble, but to the r- perimeter of the bubble here, or or at, at least until, like, is the farmer there? Seth, is the farmer inside my little sphere? You move to the perimeter. Basically, the perimeter is the size of this barn, and you move to the entrance, and you can see coming around now the side outside of your bubble is the farmer and all these wizard guards, and they're all just like, what the heck? Since he's outside of the bubble, and I think Zippy understands that anything that he can do is, is solely within this confines of, of kind of my my space here. Um, what I'm going to do is shape uh, the farm, uh, the the barn, destroy it, and shape it, uh, and, and start start swirling it essentially the barn starts lifting from its foundation and you just hear the snap and crackling and smashing of wood as it's being torn apart just shredded some mechanical bits inside are also just getting slammed by these walls that are now floating through space lighting some of the wood on fire as these explosions are happening and lifting up through the air, now swirling overhead, is this almost tornado-esque whirlpool of shrapnel and burning chunks of wood. Please roll intimidation. That is an 18 plus 2, so 20. The farmer sees this and is just like, Man, run! Run! And they start sprinting away, running from you. All 200 of the wizards and the farmer are running. But what would you like to do? I usher all my druids to focus all their entangle power on the farmer with their level one enta- uh, entanglement. Let me roll. <laughs> they all go. Yes, sir! Let's do it! 
Entangle! And you see the ground is turning to bubble as roots are sprouting out and they're slowly all going. They're dodging all the other wizards. They know the one goal is the farmer and it grabs the farmer by the legs, by the ankles and they trip and they fall on their face. And with that entanglement, I want them to drag him into my circle. <laughs> you see, he's clawing. He's going to make a strength save. He's clawing and it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going in the dirt. He's like, no, what? You animals, what are you doing? And you see, he's getting dragged in as the flame is just flickering and the barn is flashing and you see they get dragged in and their feet and as soon as the feet are in you can tell you have a hold of this farmer and the entangled rip him in and they're pinning him down they have his arms tied to the ground and his legs pinned down and his chest secured and he's like struggling he's trying to snap his suspenders but he's trying and as soon as he does the entangle snaps his arms back in place I rip the suspenders uh, off of him and I give them to, like, they're in my possession now. His overalls fall slightly. And now that they're mine, I'll hold on to them, but I'm going to push him further into the center of the circle. And with the swirling wood above him I want to sharpen the pieces of wood all of them into pointy ends the tornado of the barn wreckage is being refined into multiple thousands of sharp wooden arrows with fire lit tips all pointed down towards the earth uh, and with with all those those pieces of wood, I want to throw one once one at a time, just like stabbing non-vital parts of him. <laughs> roll damage. I'll have you roll two d ten. That's a ten and a nine. He's screaming in pain as flaming chunks of wood are piercing his skin. Again, more, more, more not not vital parts. And just more. And everyone's watching this with the druids. Roll 2d10 again. That's a nine and a three. You see, it's going in. He's screaming in pain. And you can feel your consciousness, like, takes a dip. You can tell you're almost out of juice. Seth, I want to end this now. And all the wood pieces I have sharpened and all the pieces of the barn, I want to just throw and collapse on the farmer. With your last action, you can feel you're getting really sleepy. And all the druids are cheering. They're like, yeah, screaming like Vikings. And you just throw the rest at him. And you see, and you just hear the farmer. No! You, you can't do this to me! 
and you fade out of consciousness. Back into a dream. And that's where we're going to take a break. everybody mid-roll seth here uh man what a ride that was i'm sure nobody saw that coming <laughs> you know the guys definitely didn't but uh i i you probably have some questions about that ability i'll let uh in-game seth dm seth deal with that so i'm not going to talk about the rules of his new ability here um but anyways i i just got a few announcements for you so some good ones uh and maybe some bad ones we'll see uh okay first off our legend tier patrons we have a new one as well added to the ranks so we have of course randy and then we have you timer and then we have i i don't have a good voice for you camden i'm sorry camden there we go uh and then the newest recruit brandon I also don't have a great voice for you, Brandon. I'm sorry. I got to work on these. Maybe maybe one of you can be Valentine and then Apophis or something. I'll work on it. But thank you to all of you for being uh, supporters of the show, especially at that tier. Super appreciate it. That's why you get a special shout out here. But of course, a special shout out to all the patrons who support us. It, it's seriously the only way we can make the show better. Uh, the reason the quality has just been increasing over the years uh it, it's all because of the support from them so it, it's it's amazing thank you so much and also to you non-patron listeners if you're thinking about joining do it because we got a lot of cool stuff uh we got some bonus episodes we got some after show content at the five dollar tier if you want some of the music that we do uh it's at the ten dollar tier vlogs at the twenty dollar tier all that good stuff but also um at the $2 tier, you get access to our Discord community uh, where we hang out. We just had a games night. We play one-shots from time to time, some that Adam DMs or IDM or the community DMs. Uh, it's a lot of fun, and you get to hang out with the cast and also a lot of cool people. Um, but uh, And I'll mention briefly here that if you don't want uh, to pay for a community, there's always you know the social medias like Twitter, at Cheaper Dungeon, Facebook, Cheaper by the Dungeon, Instagram, Cheaper underscore Dungeon, or uh, our Reddit, r slash Cheaper by the Dungeon, where you can like share stuff and hang out with other cool people who like the show. Um, but at the Discord, I do have a special announcement about that this week. Because at the end of this month, specifically, calendar... 31st, the Saturday 31st, we're going to start running uh, a Discord-wide community event where it's going to be a 1v1 tournament, where everybody in the Discord is going to be making characters, everything, uh, making battle-ready warriors, and we might throw them in uh, a Mechanos arena where it's always changing, and uh, only one person will come out on top. We haven't decided the prize yet, but it'll probably be a t-shirt from the merch store. By the way, merch store. Go check that out. It's it's uh, like the pinned tweet on our, our Twitter. Um, so, yeah. Uh, get a, if you if you want to be a part of a, a 1v1 tournament uh, in, in a D&D &D setting, uh, 
then uh, maybe hop on at the $2 tier. Uh, but either way, uh, yeah, get excited for that. I'll mention it one more time in the next episode, which is coming out July 20th. Look at that. Uh, I, I, I guess that one doesn't count because I already had my calendar open because I messed it up earlier. But anyways, uh, yeah, so get excited for that. If, you, if you're interested in that, please do join. It helps the show a lot, and it's a lot of fun. Um, and then uh, last announcements. Uh, I don't think I have any more. I think that's it. But man, if you think the the twists and turns ended with Zippy's little thing here, uh, just you wait for the second half. Uh, I hope you all like it. And uh, yeah, next episode comes out July 20th. So enjoy, and I'll talk to you later. And we're back. Man, didn't didn't see that one coming, did you, Jacob? I'm so confused. I didn't think I'd pull that card out uh, yet either, but it was just so perfect. Uh, but to the listeners who are concerned that that was the most overpowered, broken ability they've ever seen, I get it. But it's actually not as broken as it appears. You can't just insta-kill somebody in your dream bubble. It mainly works on like how Zippy kind of used it on the things around you. And and he did polymorph the people into chickens, but obviously that kind of would work as polymorph. It's not like he could actually truly change them into chickens. So if they, you know, took the health, they would come back to normal. But I, I'm just saying that because like I, I totally know there's so, <laughs> there's some GT people who are like, well, you just gave him the most broken ability. And yeah, it is a super move is what I'm calling them. You know, Norman has demon mode. Uh, Zippy now has what I'm calling lucid dreaming. Or, or dream sphere, uh, and Darian probably will never get one. <laughs> so, nope. <laughs> well, he, he's got a uh, pepper. He's got, he's got pepper. So Darian has pepper and also just really good base stats. Uh, so, so he doesn't need anything else. But uh, yeah, there are rules, and it's not like you can just insta kill people. It's it's as powerful as demon mode, just with a little extra flair for creativity for for Zippy. There, let's get back into it. So Zippy. We're actually going to start with you once again. I promise you guys I will get to you very soon. (laughs) But Zippy, you wake up and you feel the soil on your back and you can feel all these hands kind of on your body. You can feel some healing happening, some some healing hands and uh, uh, some also just like people like shaking your wrist, kind of like, come on, wake up, wake up. But as your eyes open up again, you can see you're underground And you can see there's a dirt ceiling that's kind of crumbling and some dirt's falling onto your face. And you get up and everybody's like, he's alive. Oh, we thought we lost you. What the hell was that, Zippy? Oh my God, we did it. You killed the farmer. And you look around and you can see you're not in the same kind of grove that you were when you met the mushroom. You're in a different underground area. But to your right is the farmhouse and in front of you is the pile of barn material that's been smashed into the ground cratered essentially it looks like where you were just standing has now gone underground and you hear moving through the ground you see this moving face this giant mushroom face just moving staring up to the ceiling through the ground it's like zippy wow I 
can't believe you did it. I came to help you because there's a reinforcements showing up. So I moved the earth of the island, my island, and moved it to sink this land and cover us for at least a short time. This is not a long-term solution. Wizard guards are coming from all over. But... Wow. I... Can't believe it. I've always heard of druids awakening their circles. But I've never thought it was real. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Elder Mushroom... I'm still trying to process what's happening. Uh, where are we? Where you were. I've just molded the earth to shroud over the entire farmhouse area right, here. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and you hear, uh, you hear, you hear an explosion as some wizard guards outside are like starting to hit the earth and starting to look for the rest of the druids where I went. Obviously, a giant mound that's appeared in the center where the farmhouse used to be is kind of suspicious. Uh, we, we gotta get out of here. Is, is, are all the druids down here for the, for, who, are, who are with us in the charge? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And you see the Lamasso come pouncing up and it's like, Rawr. oh, Zippy, you're awake. Yes, the druids are accounted for. I'm sorry I wasn't more useful. I, I, I was going to try and do something when I saw you all became chickens, but I, I was too slow and too cowardly. That's okay. It was a bad situation. Um, but we gotta get out of here. Does anyone... Uh, what, what are the options? You guys know this place better than I do. I do not know. <laughs> we could dig deeper down into the ground, but... It is only temporary. But Zippy, why do you not just use that power and go right to the top? Take down Verulius now. You clearly are up for the challenge. And I think all of us will follow you wherever you want to go. I mean, I don't even know how I did that. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know the first thing about doing it again or... I mean, I, I could try, but uh, I'm I don't know. I'm still, I'm still really tired. We will search for a solution. Druids, find something. I will search the earth for potentially a safer spot, as this one will collapse soon. Everyone, go, Zippy. You rest. You've earned it. And you see the mushroom Wait, wait, collapsing. wait, wait, wait. Wait, okay, yes, what? <laughs> Before you go... <laughs> you mentioned I... I looked like someone. Yes. Coco. A ranger. But I am... 95% convinced now that you are definitely not him. Since you helped us so much. And he hurt us so badly in the past. I get that, but I, I keep getting reference to Coco, and I, I almost feel like, especially with this awakening, that, I don't know, there, 
There may be more to my story than I even realize. Do you have anything of Coco's? Like, her, uh, like he, did he leave anything here? No. Only I thing I have of Coco's is, is the hate he put in my heart. I guess I can't ask for that. <laughs> it was a long time ago, Zippy. Hundreds of years. But potentially, you share his blood. I did not know if he had a family, but who knows? Maybe you are a descendant or, or something else. It doesn't matter. Well, what matters is we gotta go. I'll try to recoup as quick as I can, but for now, you guys will have to find strength within your druidness. And we gotta come up with a solution. Yes. Druids, search. And now I will go into the ground. (laughs) <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Like no, the, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and they go back down. The dirt covers over. And you can see the druids all around you are kind of searching. And they're in their own little squadrons. These lazy, helpless druids have kind of formed into, you know, an effective team. A large, you know, army that's kind of like really delegating and moving and working together. And you're sitting there. And then you hear... Hey guys, Randy here. And your Rocky Talkie is starting to connect to Randy. And we're gonna cut to Norman and Darian. All right. Okay. Here we go. As I mentioned earlier, Norman, you're in the school in the painted world with Pyro and um, with Pyro and Victor. Uh, Victor Dumas, you left Apophis and Bradley to watch the Pyre Pitch game earlier in the school. And you're looking through the hallway now, and you can see it's at an L shape where the basically you're looking down the L, down this hallway that you can see Darian walking down towards. And then it turns into a sharp corner and your paintings go all along this wall. So you can continuously walk down this hall looking through these little portrait paintings. But they're too small. You could reach your arm through, but pretty much nothing more than that. Uh, And you can see in the paintings, uh, standing behind them on your side, are all these different faces, these different figures who are just kind of standing upright looking through the portrait as paintings are meant to do. But you can see just around the corner is the masked individual. And they were just talking you heard their broken message that they were talking saying okay Lou the plan tomorrow okay I want to try something okay I want to crouch down beneath the painting and I want to create a minor illusion of an enchanted holy glaive floating in space on the other side, like in the real world, not on the painting side. No, no, in, in my side of the painting. Okay. Yeah, you, you crouch down and the glaive appears. You want just half of it or a full one? Uh, I'll do a full one just because that's what I first thought of. And All I right. want to use thaumaturgy to make some kind of like... Some like just subliminal magical item is here kind of music. <laughs> and I'm, and I want to get his uh, attention 
But as soon as I cast those two spells, I want to use my feet that I got. <gasps> so I am shadow touched. Whoa. And I have the spell invisibility. Okay. So I want to make myself invisible while I stand behind this glaive. Illusion. The feat is finally revealed. Yeah. And it's pretty good. <laughs> you go invisible as the glaive appears near your feet and you make it magically start dancing behind the portrait in front of you. You push the painting guy kind of out of the way so the glaive gets Get out of here, <laughs> yeah, front and center. And you play the music and you see they immediately get alerted and they look at the painting and they see it and they just mumble something and you can't hear it and they go and then they put their hand down from their helmet and they walk up to the painting and they're looking through and they see their glaive just dancing and, and they're just like tilting their head trying to get a better look being like what is what is going on Darian you can see as you're slowly kind of carefully grounding the corner you can see the figure is distracted by the by the glaive in the painting what would you like to do um how far away from from this figure am i sorry how many like how many feet you're about 20 feet from the figure and you're about 60 feet from the exit that you came from uh so you're kind of into the school a little bit mm -hmm. i'm i'm gonna draw my shadow katana just so i have it at the ready and i'm just gonna closely watch what unfolds on this weird illusion on the painting because at this point you know darian's still kind of in recon mode but seeing this illusion is is kind of setting up some some warning signs for him so yeah he's just gonna draw the sword have it at the ready but still just observing from around the corner to see what plays out there and seth if i can try to work in tandem here I'm going to talk, but I'm going to use, I'm going to modify my minor illusion to make this, the glaive pulse with light when I talk. And I'm going to change my accent. It's going to say, to only the worthiest of fighters may use this blade. Darian, roll stealth, and Norman, roll persuasion. That's a 16 for me then. That's a 9 plus 7. 22 for me, 9 plus 13. <laughs> You both did pretty good. <laughs> um, Darian, you kind of inch up to the wall. You're right at the corner and you're peering like through just the corner just with your katana ready, S successfully stealth. And you're saying this and they're just kind of like really entranced by the glaive. They seem to really be like eyeing it now. Like like they're they're putting their hands on the wall next to the frame, just like peering in, watching it dance. Reach forth, gifted one, and see if you are worthy. They start reaching through, and you can see their hand is going through the painting into the painted world. Okay. What I want to do is as soon as he leans in, I want to dash forward, grab his collar, pull his head in and I want to surround it with the void cloak. <laughs> <gasps> and 
and I'm just going to say to myself, if you fear the deep, you should try the void. And as I tighten it around his neck. <laughs> oh, damn, Adam. You are going to have to make a strength check on this one. No, please, Seth, don't make me roll that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Everybody is going brutal in this episode. Jeez. Um, I don't want to do this. Must I? Oh, man. Can I? Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm invisible. Otherwise, I'd be looking at Darren going, now is the time. Okay. Um. Enough stalling. So, actually, I, I would like to chime in and say, as Darian's been watching and he sees him get half pulled into the painting, um, I want to continue to stealthily move up 10 feet down the hallway. Past him? And like Almost like trying to get up behind him. Okay. Roll stealth. And I got a 15. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? I'm, I'm standing on my chair. I'm standing on my chair right now. So it's another nine, so total for 16 again. You're slowly moving up successfully. It's pretty easy considering their head's in another plane, basically. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They they are half pulled through in their head, and you can hear... And you put the void close over. You grab the head, and you try to shove their head into the void. And they're like... You're pushing and, like, holding, and they, like, grab your back. Your... Your cloak is kind of chewed up from strand. Oh, um, that stupid carpet! Oh, so you're, no. you're putting it on and, and you're like half consuming it and trying to like close a void on his head to just decapitate him and they reach and grab and they throw you the cloak and like throw you back a little bit. You, you dislock and you go but you see a chunk of the helmet comes off in your cloak and and the figure falls out of the painting Ugh. and lands on their butt. And Darian, you're kind of like, you're not close enough. He's still 10 feet away, but you're like, oh, okay. And the right side of their helmet has been broken off. They start rising to their feet and shaking their head. And Darian, you can see the left side of their face from your standing, uh, but you can see some brown hair dreadlocks like flowing behind this head matching up with the metal dreadlocks and norman you fall back and then you look straight out the painting and and you see a face that isn't very recognizable to you but you think you've heard a little bit about and darian you see a pointed goblin ear (gasps) extends from the side of their head and they're shaking their head and you can see from the reflection that it's it's kind of a slightly reflective uh surface on on the like the painting the realm between the painted world and the real world and you can see darren from that this tall figure with half their mask off this looks a lot like Peterson. Oh my. Oh my gosh. Um Darian just uh <laughs> Darian just freezes and and just looks at him and stops dead in his tracks. 
and just actually calls out to him and says, Peterson? Peterson, is that you? As soon as you say that, Peterson shifts quite quickly and turns to you. And you can see their face, just the the piece that's broken off. And you can see his eye, and he looks angry. But as he sees you for, for a fleeting moment, his face softens. But then quickly goes back to anger. Peter Peterson, can you can you understand me? It's Peterson, it's Darian. I thought I thought you were gone. What what has happened to you? Towering above you, looking down at you, is this new Peterson. Obviously, he was not this tall before. He was always calling you the tall one. But whatever this is, you're not sure if it's Peterson or not or what's in there. But they slowly start taking steps towards you, not responding to your question. Come on, Peterson. Come on, Peterson. I saw that look in your eye. I know you're in there. Come on. Give me something. Give me anything. Peterson, just anything that that's you, please. They are walking, step, step, still unresponsive, their eye just flaring in rage. It seems as though they see you only as an enemy. Peterson, please, I... Don't make me do this, please. I've already lost you once before, you were... I held you in my own arms, you were dead. But you're here, there's a, there's another chance, please. Don't do this. They slowly raise their hand with some magic energy, some fire brewing within it. They are seeming like they are going to attack you without holding back. Darian shuts his blind eyes and just clenches them really hard for a moment and he's just so angry and upset and at the realization that his friend really is gone and this is just something that's stolen his face the face of his friend and that rage that he feels where you know you think it would be targeted at the being that Darian can only assume brought this on De- on Peterson it's actually a lot of anger at himself for feeling like he failed his friend and he quickly grabs the spectral katana and he dashes forward and phantom strikes. Roll to hit. 13 plus a 25 to hit on the first one. Uh, and then a 15 plus 12. That's a 27 to hit. Um, so then Darian also would have two additional attacks. Um, he's also going to trigger Planar Warrior with his bonus action. So that's another 22 to hit on the second attack. 
Oh, 19. Um, but I still think that's four hits. We're currently at 28 plus uh, an extra five of force damage. So that's 33. Uh, and then on each attack, I got an additional plus nine. So, so 36 plus 33. So 69. Nice. <laughs> Darian, after seeing this almost haunting recreation of a past friend and ally causes you to fill with just anger and you slash through and you end up on the other side of him and you can hear and you see blood spurt out and then you turn around looking at them and their backs to you and you can see blood is dripping on their white overcoat and then you see beneath the cuts a flash of blue as they start healing over Oh shit! and they draw their glaive Norman and Darian roll for initiative (laughs) just just letting you know once I went to move to grab him I think that qualifies an attack so I'm I'm technically visible now invisibility is worn off okay that's uh, 18 for Darian. Um, 15 for me. Man, I need a glass of water. Oh, this is crazy. Man, that got me. Wow, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. First up is Peterson. But okay, I'm behind so the steering. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> what I do is... <laughs> um, no, I'm in, I'm in the driver's seat now. Sorry, Adam. They draw their half-glaive and quickly turn at you and go just to slash at you, Darian, with a spin. <laughs> oh, natural 20! Oh, gosh. Oh, man. man. I'm torn. I'm proud of Peterson. <laughs> I never I never get these. I, I, I never get these. But also, I am terrified for you, Darian. Because uh, um, as... Uh, we remember Darian is pretty much gassed on all his spells. And what's your health? I would like to withhold that information (laughs) (laughs) until you tell me the damage. All right. Well, (laughs) you know, these fights are scary for me too. Um, Okay. It comes swinging back and you can feel the air pressure just like it's slicing through the air, creating a vacuum. It's going so fast and so strong. Darian, you don't even have time to react to it. You're just also kind of frozen because, again, you're like Peterson. You have some hesitations in your mind. But it hits you and cuts through your Ganala mail, uh, slicing it open and cutting to your chest with such force that you take 39 damage. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's... They go to do their second attack. Oh, no. Fall back, and, and, like skidding across the floor, blood dripping from your chest into the hallway. They go walking towards you, and they raise their glaive again. And you see their face, the part of it you can see, just furious with anger. Oh, no. oh man. What the heck? What's your AC? One sec. Two cupcakes appear out of the air. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. They just they just fall to the ground. Um, and uh, ghost right, hamster. Right now, okay. my AC is only uh, is only sixteen. You see them raising their glaive again into the air, and you can see you cut a bit of their arm with the katana, and you can see through the coat. Their arm is starting to like flash blue from where the cuts were, as it looks like their arm is getting in, like empowered by the blue flower, and it comes swinging down, and you jump back just in time <sighs> as it goes and slams into the ground, cracking the floor, slicing into it, and you jump back. It is your move. Shit. <laughs> we might um, meet your new character, man. Might meet him soon. Holy. And just uh, just for just for everyone at home, I'm, I'm at nine nine HP. I was at forty eight. <laughs> oh, I almost I almost knocked you. Oh, you'd, if you had hit me with that second attack, I was I was done. I would have been down. Um, okay. Um, how long is this hallway? Uh, this hallway actually stretches for about 120 feet, and it's just paintings all the way down, portraits, until there's some doors at the end. Okay, I'm going to use my last spell slot, and I'm going to use good old Zephyr Strike. <laughs> Zephyr Stri- and the reason is because Zephyr Strike, just by having it active, you can move and not provoke attacks of opportunity, and your movement speed gets increased by 30 feet. So I'm going to Zephyr Strike, dodge around him, bolt 60 feet down the hall, immediately turn, drawing the black bow, uh, firing off two arrows. Roll to hit. Okay. Uh, First roll to hit is 23. Natural 20. Holy shit. I mean, it sucks it's on the bow, so it's not that great a damage, but at least it's a natural 20. Holy. That's karma. Okay. (laughs) Get your Um, double damage. So it's only still a total of... 15, but he has to make two saves or be blinded. Well, they failed the first one. Uh, yes. Peterson uh, historically didn't have amazing co- well, it was okay constitution. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Uh, but the arrows go into his overcoat and he they sink into his shoulders and you just see a black magic courses over the side of his face that you can see and they are blinded. Pepper on your chest is just freaking out, going, Darian coughing a bit of blood, uh, just kind of like a whole, like, pats her head for a second. It's just like, steady, girl, steady. Steady. And uh, he's getting ready to, to draw for another attack. But that's the end of his turn. What they were saying in Hawk Fox language was, Man, that was close. My head almost got cut off when it slashed your chest. <laughs> and your baby here. Um, Okay, Norman, you are in the painting world. Wow. And Pyro and Victor next to you go, Whoa, what are you doing? Why did you pull him through? Yeah, what, what are you, what's going on? This man's a murderer. He, he tried to kill us. Look, he's, he's trying to attack my friend. You're not going to fight, right? Like, let's just leave. I have no choice, and I'm going to start walking down to the next painting. Excuse me, sir. I'm going to push the the guy in the portrait aside. I I need to see. And I'm going to look through. And you look through and you can see now like like peering out, you can kind of see in your peripheral. It's tough to see but you can see Darian went down the hall and you can see pretty much in front of this next painting now is uh, Peterson blinded about 10 feet through the painting. You hear Pyro and Victor go, 
Okay, well, if you're gonna help us get out of the painting world eventually, we might as well give you this if you think it could be helpful here. Oh? And Victor pulls out an art palette with a brush and says, we can't use this because we're just paintings, but you with, you know, you being real and all, you should be able to use this. We took it from the Baron Supplies all the way back, or I did, but I never found somebody willing to help us, so here. First off, I'm just going to close my eyes and under my breath, I'm going to say, don't ask questions. Lend me your strength. And I'm going to empower my my dead hand just enough with black demon Royce power just so I can hold it with my left hand. You see your left hand slowly has the, it's not full brimstone skin, but it's a little bit, and you grab it. Okay, um, uh, uh, Pyro, let's do it. Yeah, okay. And they both, like, are, like, extending their hands over the palette, and you can see the skin on their painted bodies starts kind of flowing from their fingertips. (gasps) Each of their fingers starts dropping some colors, and you can see three colors appear on your palette. Red, blue, and yellow. Ooh. You can dip the brush in, and as long as you're using it on a painting, you can, like, affect the other side. Kind of <laughs> like how the Baron made the painting world, you can do a little bit of effects in the real world. Uh, so you can, you know, move it that way. Um, red is for decay. Blue is water. Yellow can create light sources. And if you mix them, you can get other stuff. But, Yeah. Okay, and I'm going to say, this is not wasted on me. I will make sure to pay you back when I can, in kind. And I'm going to turn and look, and I'm going to just look out. Did I recognize by description Peterson at all? Uh, You kind of overheard uh, Darian say, like, Peterson, like what? And um, yeah, from description, you can recognize this is probably, seems a little taller than what you heard. but you can kind of piece together, yeah, this is bad. Yeah, this if this is Peterson, it's not the same one you remember or heard of. Okay. And I'm just going to say, Darian, stay back. This is no time to hesitate. And I'm going to grab my paintbrush. And I'm going to just dip it in red. Oh, man, I am so conflicted. I don't know if I can do this. <sighs> he doesn't know who Peterson is. Uh... I'm going to switch it in the red and say, sorry, Pearson, but I never knew you. And I'm going to paint the painting where I see him and just draw like a line through his feet. Okay. You draw a line through the feet on the painting that you're in for perspective. Like you drew a line on his feet and you can see beneath him, the ground starts like crumbling and They go down to their knees, they sink through the floor, and they're like, and they're stuck in the floor. Okay, and I'm gonna say, Darian, get out of here, it's not safe. You look like really bad shape, like worse than even usual. Next up is Peterson's turn. Oh man. They use all their movement they can to get out of the hole they literally just got drawn into, and they pull themselves out and they're blinded. They know you're down the hallway in general, so they just get up. And they're going to try and throw their glaive that 60 feet with disadvantage. Oh, 
It does not hit, and they throw the glaive, and it goes, and it, like, stretches out towards you, goes past you, Darian, and then, like, retracts back, uh, like Thor's hammer, or Kratos' axe, or a lot of other things that do that. (laughs) Um, But they they use their second attack, as they tell it doesn't connect. They use their second attack to use at the closest enemy within 60 feet, they're going to use the magma totem. <gasps> no way! <laughs> Darian, you must make a dexterity saving throw. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, at least I'm good at those. Uh, so 19. That will do it. You see, before the magma totems were like little volcanoes that came out of the ground, um, there, there was just kind of like one of them and it shot a little bit and did a little bit of fire damage. This one seems to like be uh, more substantial like actually like a pit of lava kind of like all of a sudden appears uh, in a a, like five foot circle and there's like a lot of little ones around it and they kind of like start bubbling and shooting out and you kind of dodge bob and weave as magma balls just kind of are being spat at you what do you want to do next Darian? So Zephyr Strike is still active, still have double movement and especially because a magma totem just appeared beside me um that's a, that's a spicy right there. Darian is going to go down another 60 feet, which I think, from what you said before, is the end of the hallway. So I should be about 120 feet from him now. Yep. And Darian is going to turn, and uh, he's going to fire three arrows. Okay. 21. So 26, though. That's uh, 25. Uh, so all three hit. Do I get any indication that he may be bloodied? Uh, no, not at all. Whoa. You see some blood, but you can tell like a lot is being healed over. Oh, okay, yeah, this is bad. Um, so 17 damage total, and he has to make three saves. Okay, success. No way. Blinded. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 They all hit, and the the blindness is still uh, overtaking them. But as they pierce, again, you can see immediately after they pierce, there's a blue flash, and it looks like some healing is happening, and they don't seem super phased. They did take the hit, but they're, they, they're not bloodied. And sorry, DM, what does the end of this hallway look like now? You'd said it was 120 feet down. Like, what what's around me at this point? Yep, so it's still paintings all the way down, but then you see to a double set of large wooden doors as it goes into another hall or, or another room area. You haven't opened it yet, but it goes into uh, the rest of the school, potentially. All right, well, that's all my movement and all my attacks. So that's the end of, uh, end of my turn. <laughs> and I'm hoping 120 feet is enough distance. <laughs> Norman, it's your turn. I am going to just get a massive swath of blue and just all along the floor where the magma is, I'm just gonna a big streak. And then, uh, is it basically one painting per turn kind of thing? Uh, I'll let you do two, uh, since that one was kind of just a basic one. So, and then I'm just gonna dip it in. So let's see what this does. And I'm gonna add yellow, and then I'm gonna draw a green line through his chest, like uh, like a green lightning bolt almost through his chest. Okay. With the blue, you put water out there and you can see a little splash of water appears in the other side and like cools the magma down, uh, making it solid. And then you dip it in, yellow, blue, makes green, 
and then you draw like a lightning bolt and you just see across their chest all of a sudden like this vegetation like plants and flowers and mushrooms are just drawing out of them and they're just kind of like shocked and you can tell they're like ripping it out of their chest it's like it's like you just put literally like you grew some vegetation and, and plants out of their body mm. um it seems to have poisoned them slightly okay as they're ripping it out um and as they're doing it it's their turn they're they're still blinded they don't know how this magic is happening they assume it's darian they can tell he's so far away and they're just gonna start sprinting in that direction using everything they got all their actions just to like keep moving down the hall uh they make it about 50 feet wow darian back to you you are at the doors the figure is sprinting blindly towards you i quickly kind of like slam open the doors like basically to try and like keep moving um what do i see i'm gonna i'm gonna shout i'm gonna say i can't keep up with you if you go through it's just a straight hallway, man. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. No, no, I, I mean, d- d- do whatever you want, but that's what Norman would say, so. Well, maybe you can. You don't know. Maybe there's paintings that go into that hallway. Yeah, yeah, let's, possible. Let's find out. <laughs> um, so what's what's on the other side of the doors? On the other side of the doors opens up into almost uh, a gymnasium. Uh, it, it seems to open up into a gymnasium with some stands, and it's like a basketball court and everything. Typical high school uh, gym. Uh, and you burst through the doors, the doors kind of closing behind you and and, uh, slowly, and you see standing in there is somebody kind of like impatiently tapping their foot, wearing these like really tight short shorts and and this kind of like jacket that you can see on the back says coach. Uh, And and it's a a bullywug with kind of like this comb overed uh, hair uh, that they have, like whiskery hair. and you can see they quickly turn to you and go like, Oh! Oh, finally! I, I thought you wouldn't come. Here, come quick. I have a dimension door ready. Uh, I, I, uh, you have the pills, right? Uh, we need to bring it to the boys because they're not doing so hot in the game. Uh, D- <laughs> Darian uh, looks at him because the, luckily the door is closed behind him. And uh, Darian just runs to him with Zephyr Strike still active and goes, yep, let's go. Okay, uh, also, uh, you okay? Uh, whatever, I'll, I'll get you a gator. Door, now. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> and Dimension Door opens, and you can see there's kind of a, a locker room on the other side as you jump through, and the coach follows, and the Dimension Door closes. You are out of combat, Darien. Oh, but Norman. No. <sighs> wow. Norman, you see, you're in the room, and as Darian leaves and everything, they're still blinded. They they are still running towards the door, and you're still in there. What do you want to do from the painting side? <laughs> Adam's two characters face off at oh, alternate planes. <laughs> I I'm gonna run up thirty feet, and I'm looking through, so I have a, a better visual through these painting windows. I want. Okay to use yellow and I'm going to paint it right over his eyes. Use the light to clear his blindness. Oh. Okay. Yeah, if you don't want to use it in the in an attacky sense, yeah, it, it 
clears the blindness and they're kind of like rubbing their eye that they can see through right now and and they're looking around and i'm gonna say hey goblin over here and i'm gonna back up a couple steps they look through the painting angrily remember me they're just looking blankly and angrily at you through the painting and i'm gonna say i think it's time you relax I'm going to cast calm emotions on him. <laughs> okay. Okay. You got to reach through the painting, though, because it is there is the barrier. Only the paint works through the barrier. Oh, so I'd have to put my hand through. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? Norman doesn't know that. So I think this turn, it's only fair he learns that this way. All right. Dang it. Ah, okay. You go to cast and no effect. Some of the painting people around, though, go, and they kind of slouch, (laughs) and they're falling from their portrait positions. And And I'm going to say, man, that would have been so cool if that worked. (laughs) Peterson takes the glaive and throws it through the painting, and it's going to try and hit you. Let me roll. I'm going to use my reaction to try to catch this one, too. (laughs) Okay. Try to do it. Try to do it. I'm going to say, two's the charm. Uh, Okay, dexterity. 17. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it goes flying through, and you, after failing with calm emotions, slickly catch it in the page where it goes into your shoddy void cloak, and it goes through into the void, just like the other half. I like to imagine they're, they're back together again on the other side. <laughs> Yay, reunited. Just like the two characters. Um, I can't reach into the void cloak and like pull it out can I? I think it's gone right? Uh no yeah you can't like reach that would be a risky move yeah <laughs> cloakception okay uh and I'm gonna say this is starting to get too familiar Peterson they just stare at you without saying a word they punch the frame oh. of the painting and the image Ripples and you can't see through it anymore. It's like the barrier is gone. Like like you can't see through it. And then they there you can see they're walking down the hall, uh, more menacingly. Stomp stomp slowly. I run to the next painting. I run to the next painting. I'm and I'm gonna say, what are you gonna do when this is all over? What's it for? And I'm gonna run to the next one to intercept him as well. As you say that, they reach out and they try to cast a magma totem in there, but they're not close enough to the painting to reach their hand through. Uh, and the magma just burns the painting. They just seem extremely annoyed with you because they realize, like, they can't get you, really. Oh, okay. I'll go to the next one, and I'm going to say, Hey, I said you need to relax. Now I'll put my hand through, and I'm going to cast Calm Emotions. Okay. Okay, this is a save, a DC 17 save. It's a charisma save. Which hand are you using? The brimstone one or the other one? Uh, I'm holding the, the pal with my left hand, so it would be my right okay. hand. Okay. Unless something bad happens to me, in which case I don't do this at all. <laughs> they save. Oh, and as okay. you stick your hand through, uh, and they go to grab your arm quickly, and they're going to try and just, like, break it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Make a strength contest right oh, now. Man. Adam versus Adam's old character. <laughs> a four. A four. I got an 11. Oh, oh, you that's... feel your arm twinge <laughs> as uh, snap, oh. <laughs> and you um, take 
24 damage. Okay. As you feel your arm just like crack and you recoil back into the painting and they smash that one too and it goes black. There's three more paintings left in the hallway. Oh man. I just pulled my arm through and I say enough of this. And I'm going to start walking through. My right hand is hanging uh, just limp and my yellow skin just peels away as I go Royce mode. Wait, you're you're gonna go full Royce mode right now? Oh man. Uh, yeah. That that's what I said. I'm committed to this. I'm in so much pain, like I because when I Royce out, my arm is healed, right? Like it's functional. So that's my like his biggest thing is I need to escape this pain, and I'm so pissed off. I'm enough of this. I'm I'm Roycing out. I do it. I do it. Okay. Your oh, skin goes obsidian black cracks of lava start layering through your skin (laughs) and your horns start growing slightly and go black and your arm not only the limp one but also your right arm that just got snapped is now back and you can feel it and you're moving them and it's working Wow! your arms are back (laughs) I'm going to say it's good to be back and I'm going to just calmly turn. Ignoring Pyro and Victor, I'm going to turn, look through the painting at Peterson. And I'm going to say, that wasn't very nice. And I'm going to try. I don't know if this will work. I'm With all the power of Royce in me, I'm going to dimension door through that painting into the academy. <laughs> uh... I know it's a like a pocket dimension. Like who this could be ten feet away, it could be five million like yeah. light years away. It's, t- it's tough because it is kind of like a planar portal that can only be accessed through the painting. It's not like a physical space. I I may have to cut you there, actually. Yeah, I may I may I might have to say no to that actually. Oh, okay, okay. Uh okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna try it, because I, I said I'll try it. So okay. I try, and I guess if it just kind of inerts, I do I get another action? Can I, out of like frustration, Royce mode, can I like fi- try to f- do anything? Yeah, I'll let this be a free action. Okay, because like... You go, a door appears, and you go to jiggle the handle, and it's not opening, and you break off the magic like <laughs> door, and it just fades underneath your strength. And the video game screen that says this door is locked. Okay. Uh, and I... Okay. Instead... I'm going to look at Peterson and I'm just going to make flame and smoke just billow around me. And I'm going to point at him with two fingers and I'm going to say, Lou, if you can see me, I'm coming for you. And I'm just going to blast. I'm going to do my Kaiser, my Kaiser cannon fire at him. I'm just going to just blast him through the flames, through the window. (laughs) Okay, yeah. One of the special demon mode moves is called the Kaiser Cannon. Please, explain it and roll for that. Okay, the Hell Kaiser Cannon. You attack a single target with such force, it will cause a thunder wave, shock wave in the immediate area. Damage is 10d8. 
Uh, <laughs> and if he's close enough in the fire to grab my arm, I imagine I punch through. And as I say, I say, I say, try to block this. And I'm just going to open my online dice roller because I don't have that many <laughs> D8s. Uh, I do 48 points of fire damage. <laughs> okay. You're holding him there. He's close to your arm. And you raise your left hand. And it, from the lava cracks in your obsidian skin, they start to crumble. Your skin seems to be falling off in your hand. And it's just revealing a pure kind of like plasma lava core beneath the skin. And you can just see it's like billowing and bubbling and it's like (laughs) charging. And then just like a straight cannon shot, just it just hits Peterson. And you can see just before the piece of their face that you can see their eye that's looking just super angry, all of a sudden turns to fear as through the painting, this just blast comes and knocks them back and fire explodes and you just hear boom and then the painting frame on the other side just shatters and it cuts out and you can't see into the room anymore and then all the paintings along the wall for that entire hallway from the shock of it just crumble and just black out no 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 and you don't see peterson anymore but you can tell you hit them pretty damn hard. Man, I I am so torn. Man, I... Man, Peterson, forgive me, man. Oh, frick. But I don't know. Norman doesn't know him. Okay. Yeah, yeah you're wow. killing your own NPCs. You're stop killing your own it, characters here. It. You're killing me, Seth. <laughs> but, could, you know what? Before... Normandy looks at the DM and says, Seth, how could you do this to me? This is killing me. <laughs> um, uh, all right. But before we do anything else... There's always a price to pay with demon mode. You have to roll for control. It's relatively easy right now. You just have to beat the two, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you have to roll higher than a two. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is fine. Uh, with your with your D ten. I knew this would happen. Well, do you know what? To be honest, I did this to escape pain. Like, yeah. But yeah, the the roll. I'm just gonna drop it as soon as I roll. I'm just gonna go back into Norman mode. That's my plan. Oh. <laughs> One. <laughs> For real? <laughs> no. Why? Why does this happen just to me? Oh, okay. I don't think anyone's uh, ever rolled a one on this show besides me. I. Um. Okay. Uh. One sec. Uh. Okay. Well, I. I. Uh, I. I am. Uh. I'm sorry about what's going to happen next. Uh, Okay. Uh, You see the walls, just like all the painting frames black out because the the paintings got destroyed on the other side, the frames. And you just slam your fists into the wall in anger. And then you feel really lightheaded. And you feel like you're kind of falling it's like vertigo it's like all of a sudden you start feeling like you're falling backwards and back and you feel like you're falling but you're still standing it's it's like almost an out of body experience as you can kind of see yourself from the third person and you're just falling away and then through the floor and then down and then you fall and splash 
you land in a little fishing boat on a silver sea. And sitting across from you is Royce with their large horns and massive grin and obsidian skin. And they just go, Well, well, well. (laughs) Pushing your luck a little too far, are you, Norman? I guess it's time for me to have a turn. As you agreed to, of course. Remember? I shot the frig. Okay, first off, am I still, like, am I split sentience here? Can I still see where Norman is in the painting world? Or, like, is this all I can see? This is all you can see. It feels like you've lost touch. If you had to guess, you're, like, in the belly of Norman, you know, really deep down in his soul. Um, and, 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 well, Norman yeah, doesn't there's... really have a soul, but you know what I mean. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I shoot up to my feet right away. And I back up to the end of the boat. I imagine it rocks. And I say, Royce, there's a way we both get what we want out of this. But it's only if we work together. Well, I think that surely working together will get us both what we want, but... I think my way might get us there a little faster. (laughs) I... I take a step forward and I say, give me back control. Now. They stand up. And they're just slightly taller than you. And they, they just look at you, looking slightly down at you, and are just like... You don't deserve control. You've been taking the long way around, ignoring obvious answers. I'm going to do something about that crystal. And I can smell the piano key. It's near, Norman. Listen. I'm... Now, Seth, do I... You you can edit this out if this is not in the flow, okay? Um... Mm -hmm. Seth, with my time with Royce, now that I'm here in this place, do I have any other recollection of this crystal that I didn't have on the surface? No. Yeah, the crystal never came up. It seems like Royce is uniquely interested in it so since he, you've learned about it. But yeah. So he knows something. He knows more about it than I do. Yeah. Listen, I could feel you. I I know you're interested in the crystal. We can We can get it, but... I need to be back up there. You don't know the first thing about that crystal. And everything you've done up to this point hasn't been productive at all. I'm not just going to listen to your silver tongue. So let me show you how the king of the deep does business. And they're starting to look up and you can see they're starting to fade away. And they're like dispersing away from the boat. Uh, um, okay, I say, I say, uh... Hold on, Royce. Why? Why is Crassus back there? What? <laughs> and they turn. <laughs> okay, I. The, the moment he turns, I jump forward and grab him by the the horns, 
and I try to throw him off the boat. You grab his horns and you try to throw and it's make a strength check. <laughs> um, this is, I don't get Roy stats on this, right? This is just, no. Oh boy. Royce gets Roy stats. <laughs> well, then why roll? Okay. Um, uh, 12. Okay. You try to throw them, but they're not budging and they grab your horns. <gasps> And you're locked, and your foreheads are pressed together, and you can feel the burn from their skin as you touch. And he's just like, No. Trying to throw me off. Know your place, you worthless vessel. And he throws you down, and you fall back into the fishing boat. And Royce disappears. I'm going to stand up. I stand up, and I say, If it wasn't for this vessel, you would have nothing! And we cut back to reality. In your hands, Norman's hands are pressed against the wall in demon mode and you hear Victor and Pyro just go, Wait, what the hell? That's a lot of power. Norman, are you okay? Yeah, I, uh, it seems like they're gone now and, and I guess your friend got away, but are you okay? And you see the hands come off the wall and they turn. No. Around Come on. No, no, with no. a large toothy grin. And you just hear from your mouth. Oh, things have never been better. And that's where we're going to end up. <laughs> no! 